0: Hello and welcome back to He Makes the Ball Talk Gibberish. Uh, An eventful weekend indeed, wasn't it? Um, You know, we're going to be talking about the main story, of course. Uh, Solskjaer has been sacked by Manchester United this weekend after a horrendous game. Um, You know, 4-1 loss to Watford. So, of course, you know, it was always going to happen um so yeah like you know we're really just going to talk about that I think to be honest with you it's going to be quite short uh because we're just going to try and try and process it and sort of you know talk about how we got here and where we're going to where, where the club are going to go from here and just yeah I think uh you know if it, if it goes on too long I'll be in danger of repeating myself and getting very frustrated so yeah uh and then we'll mention some other things maybe. But uh we're just gonna talk about Solskjaer, I think, to be honest with you. Um But yeah. Really, really um don't know how to feel, to be honest with you, about it. Uh been trying to compose my thoughts and for for this episode, of course, but um yeah, there's there's a lot to to kind of process. I mean, the thing is, you know, let me let's go back. Alright. So he was hired. Um you know uh, after Mourinho was sacked in um 2018 i think uh, you know he was coming up to his 3 year anniversary just shy of his 3 year anniversary i think uh um in december so you know he was uh he was he was there just under 3 years and you know it was really weird the way he was kind of hired i thought anyway you know obviously if you know me Then you know at the time that I was a little bit sceptical when he became permanent manager because you know in twenty eighteen he was you know he was he was uh, brought in as caretaker after Mourinho and then they went on a run of some really good results and you know at the and obviously it culminated in the Paris Saint Germain. Victory, uh, you know, going through against them in the Champions League, and you know it was a great night. You know, incredibly lucky, I would say, but you know, really good for Man United and whatever. And so on the back of it, all the you know all of the ex-pros are going, oh, you know, give him the job. It'll be a it'll be foolish if You don't give him the job. I remember Gary Neville actually. I think it was the game after um, when they drew nil-nil to Liverpool, <laughs> and um, he was like, if he doesn't get the job now it will be ridiculous. You know, it would be like, it would be shocking. I don't know how he can't get the job. So obviously the board being ridiculous themselves were like, oh yeah, let's hire him then, you know, get the fans on side. And I was always quite excited because, you know, obviously they went through against Paris Saint-Germain, but I said to, I said to my mates at the time, I was like, it's ridiculous because w- what happens if they go out, they get knocked out against Barcelona and finish sixth? What happens then? And that's exactly what happened. They got knocked out in the next round against Barcelona, like an absolute fucking whimper <laughs> like you know they got battered by Barcelona over two legs and this wasn't a good Barcelona side you know what I mean this was when they were on the way down to what they are now and and then they finished six they lost they they won two of their last twelve games of the season so which was kind of you know a little bit um a view of what was to come i suppose because you know he, uh, he he started off well of course he did you know when he was caretaker and that's what got him the job and you know and then and then of course it was really streaky though after that you know he got given the job permanently and then they just didn't put any sort of runs together it was uh, it was very frustrating it was a frustrating tenure and you know obviously it is it is over now but you know at the time, I just thought to myself, what? like, why? Like, these these owners, the Glazers, are supposed to be businessmen. And they're fucking good businessmen as well because they're billionaires, right? So how on earth can you go from a business decision? Can you fucking say, right, let's give this job to a complete novice or a relative novice who has never really managed a high-profile team at all. He's managed Molde and Cardiff. That's it got relegated with Cardiff. And you're going to give him the permanent job. When you literally have an out, you can say, right, because it was in February when they beat Paris Saint-Germain. So, you know, he's got another four months of his contract. You can literally just turn around and go, you know, wait, we'll wait four months and we'll see what happens. And then they can go, right, thank you very much, uh, Oli good day, um, thanks for trying, here's your season ticket, because that's the only way you're going to get back into the into the ground. And then, and you know, and then everyone's happy then, aren't they? Because then they can go in that summer and go and get Pochettino, or go and get whoever they want. Because you know what? There's been fucking so many managers that have come and gone or have been available who are world-class in the time that Solskjaer's been at, at, at Old Trafford. You know? You, they've missed. Um, they've they've missed out on Pochettino, Conte, and Tuchel as well. You know what I mean? Like, and the thing is, those three are top class. And you know, it just it was just ridiculous. It, it, all of these problems were made by the club, you know, and it's just it was just very frustrating because you know. I wanted Solskjaer to succeed. Of course, everyone did, you know, at the time. Like, it was... He's a club legend. And that's not going to change because he's a club legend as a player. But as a manager, people are going to look at his tenure and go, mm, that's a bit of a blip. Like, it, people just forget about it in, like, 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, it won't be a thing anymore. Like, it'll be like, oh, he was a manager, was he? at yeah, Man United, oh, great. You know, he was there for three years. Didn't really do anything. Like, that's the problem. Like, you know, if there was a clear sign of progression... And I wouldn't mind getting battered 4-1 against Watford. You know? I wouldn't mind losing 5-0 at home to Liverpool as much. Obviously, it would still fucking hurt and it's annoying. But, you know, if I were a United fan. <laughs> but if there, was, if there was like, oh, OK, well, I understand where he's going. I understand how they're playing and why they're doing it. You know, it just hasn't worked or they just don't have as good players as Liverpool. But, you know, and obviously you can have your days, you know, where you get battered by an inferior team. I mean, you know, you should never concede seven goals to Aston Villa, but Liverpool did. You know, no one really talks about that anymore, do they? Because obviously Liverpool are good. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone saw that game for what it was, a game where Liverpool weren't on it and Villa were massively and they beat them. And it was ridiculous. It was literally an anomaly. Because you're never going to go, you're not going to go to Anfield and then the next week and go, oh, fucking hell, Liverpool might lose. No, they're going to go, they're going to go literally, right, let's compose ourselves. That was a bad, bad day at the office, <laughs> you know, uh, but we'll win the next game, which they did. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Liverpool weren't good last season or, so, or you know, but they still got to where they needed to go. And now you're watching them and think, right, they could win the league. Whereas when United get battered 6 0 to Spurs or 6 1 at home to Spurs, and then they get battered 5 0 at home to Liverpool, you know, 4 1 at Watford, 2 0 against City, which, you know, although it's not a huge scoreline, it was fucking embarrassing. You kind of think to yourself, Well, where do they go from here? Because, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to get from Man United week in, week out. And that was the problem. You know, it's uh it's not good enough. Is it to 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 not know where where you stand, week in week out? I mean, it's all well and good battering Southampton nine nil, beating Cardiff five one in your first game or five nil, whatever it was. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, you know, beating beating City at, at the Etihad. Yeah, he had a good record against Guardiola because he used to play like a fucking Burnley. Do you know what I mean? He used to like literally go right. Let's get everyone behind the ball, five at the back, and we'll try and hit him on the break and it worked in the big games sometimes but it wasn't a th- it wasn't like a blueprint you could build success on so you know it was it was it was frustrating and he seems like a lovely guy you know he seems like a, a really good man but that's not what's important when you're managing a top club is it like at the end of the day, I know that sounds horrible, but and I like the guy, I really do. You know, obviously, as I say, he's a legend as a as a player, and that won't change. But when you conflate the two, when you go, oh yeah, well, he's a legend, and now oh, it's gonna it's gonna be a blip on his legend status or whatever. This it's not at all. It's just at the end of the day, he's not a manager. He's not a good enough manager at this time. Like I don't know. It just it's just very very frustrating. Like it leaves them because what's worrying is that the wrong man has left. You know. I mean, he should never have been there in the first place, but that's a problem for the board who are currently still there and will still be there for a long time. You know, at the end of the day, they're not football people. They should never have hired him. When they did hire him as a caretaker, that was a good decision. You know, that that seemed quite good because he's a club legend. You know, get the people on side, get the fans back on side or whatever. And, you know, he'll come in for like six months and then do a bit of a job and, you know, maybe they'll be all right, muddle through, sort of thing. And then they go and search for a manager in the summer. All all the while, while Solskjaer is there, searching for a manager as well, you'd like to think. But no, they let themselves, you know, um, give in to the pressure of ex-pros and of fans who were naive and they wanted Solskjaer to get the job. For some sort of nostalgia or emotional reason, and it's just never gonna work like that. I mean, as I say, I've said on previous episodes that the, uh, the ex pros like Gary Neville really, you know, needs to have a word with himself and should look at himself because, quite frankly, no one wanted Gary Neville to say, Oh, yeah, Solskjaer should be sacked. That wasn't why people were pissed off with Gary Neville, people were annoyed with Gary Neville because he wasn't giving a fair and balanced analysis when it came to Man United, because his mate was in charge. And he did a lot of work to get Solskjaer there. You know, when he uses his punditry as, like, a platform to speak directly to the owners, it is essentially... He is lobbying for Solskjaer. He's lobbying for his mate. And it it was just wrong, because... He was never good enough. Like, that's the problem. You know, he was never he was never gonna be the guy to take them any further because his his Yeah, he was good as a caretaker, but as soon as he got given the job on a full-time basis, they they would they were really poor. They and, you know, people are gonna say, Oh, well, he finished third, and then he finished second. Those seasons were you know, they were anomalies, quite frankly. They were lucky as well in a lot of ways and quite frankly with the level of investment that Solskjaer got you kind of got to say well that's minimum isn't it? Because you know in his in la- last season we all knew that Chelsea and Liverpool had their problems in the you know that season Van Dijk was injured for 10 months and Chelsea started the season with Frank Lampard as manager so you know they were always going to finish above them. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, that's the problem, isn't it? You know, you can't point to them going, oh, will he finish second? Yeah, by a very long way, and it was a two-horse race, and they finished second in it. So, you know, what else you got? Like, obviously, it's not all Solskjaer's fault, as I'm trying to to explain, but, you know, a lot of it, unfortunately, we're in a results business, and a a lot of it is going to fall on the manager. Players have been shite this year. But they're clearly not well coached. The owners obviously haven't put in any sort of structure to help Solskjaer in any way, but again <clears throat> if you're giving him that level of trust, then surely he would show something with it, but he he never really did, and yeah, like you know he got given he got given Ronaldo, which obviously he didn't necessarily want. Um, he wanted a defensive midfielder, according to reports, and he wanted to move away from playing Fred and McTominay in midfield. Um, but obviously, he was a bit shafted by that because you know instead of signing a defensive midfielder, they signed Ronaldo, and yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a mess, really. You know, he's he's basically been like the lightning rod for the criticism for the owners. Basically, you know, he has bore the brunt of all of this criticism, and, you know, now you you read the you read the pieces that they're all writing about Solskjaer, and it's like, oh yeah, well, you know, he's he's leaving, but, you know, Sack and Solskjaer won't won't turn their fortunes round overnight because the the board is still there, you know, Ronaldo's the real problem, all these things that are getting written, and it's like, you know, it's completely true, of course it is, but, you know a symptom of the Glazers being shit Uh, owners was hiring Solskjaer as a manager. You know, like, it should never have happened in the first place. And quite frankly, you know it's bad when everyone, when every opposition club, when every club who you're supposed to be competing with wants him to stay on. You know, they're looking at it as an experiment that they're, that they're still persisting with three years later and it's not worked for any length of time in that three years. So, you know, it was just getting worse and worse. And, you know, as I say, it's, uh, it's unfortunate for him because it was too, it was too soon. You know, uh, he should never have been given the job because now Who's going to hire him? You know, if he wants to pursue management, if he wants to keep going into it, like, long-term, like, no-one's going to hire him in the Premier League or in any of the top leagues across Europe, really. So where do you go? Do you go back to Norway? Like, I mean, a bit of a step down, isn't it. So it's been very difficult for Solskjaer because, obviously, professionally, he's taken a lot of... He's taken a massive hit. Um... And yeah like it's just it's just unfortunate that it that this whole situation could have been avoided so easily you know with just just a little bit of you know for forethought and just a little bit of foresight but anyway, you know so obviously we got here because of a terrible run of results you know they've lost their last well so <laughs> i mean it's been awful they've they've lost four out of five games. Coming in today, you know, and it's just uh, it's been dreadful. It really has been, been, been woeful. Like, you know, they lost to so that they lost to Liverpool. Then they beat Spurs. Then they lost it. Then they lost to City, and then they lost to <clears throat> Watford. And you know, it was just not good enough. Like at the end of the day, you can't. be I mean, look, it's it's they're di- they're difficult. They're difficult games. But you know, they they lost to Leicester before that as well and drew to Everton. It's like, you know, they haven't won for ages. They only beat they beat a Spurs side who was shite and they've and so then Spurs went and got Conte, which could be the worst thing that happened to him, because now, you know, we've got these dickhead owners who are in a situation now where oh, I've never never seen anything quite like it. You know, they've sacked Solskjaer, which was the right thing to do. But again, should have done it much earlier, right? Because you know you've got the international break. You've just lost to City. You've got the international break. Why not sack him after the City defeat if you're gonna? And then, and then go, you know, and, and look for a manager over the international break. Instead, they waited a week, thought to themselves, "Okay, well, they, you know, if he beats Watford, then, you know, which which he should do. You know, they should beat Watford." that's what the board will be thinking, then all of a sudden we, we don't have to sack him until they lose again to Chelsea or, you know, in the Champions League. And it's like, well, why delay it, you know? As soon as they lost to City, he should have gone. Because then it gives them the week, as I say, to get something in place. And quite frankly, they should have been planning for this for a while, you know? I mean, it's it's been pretty poor for a couple of months now. So, you know... Why not have the contingency there? Why not have someone lined up? Because what they've done is, as I say, I've never seen anything quite like it. They've sacked Solskjaer and then gone, right, fuck, what are we going to do now? Oh, I know, we'll put his assistant in charge who has never managed a game, ever, at any level. We'll put him in charge for however long we need him there until we can get a temporary manager and <laughs> to then take us to the end of the season. So then we can get a permanent manager so we're going to have four managers <laughs> in the, within the space of 6 months are you fucking serious like that's the level of idiocy and ineptitude we are dealing with when it comes to the man united dickheads who are running the fucking show and uh, it, it, it it's it's appalling you know we said a couple of weeks ago that the what what's the asset worth like 4 billion quid How on earth, in any other line of work, would you put a a £4 billion asset or or institution in the hands of people who have never run anything like that before? It's mind-boggling. And, you know, we're going to be in this situation for a long time with Man United because, you know, they're not going to go anywhere anytime soon because they're happy to take the money. You know, as long as the dividends getting paid, as long as the share prices are are uh, are stable, they don't give a fuck about silverware. You know, as long as United finish fourth, and I think they, I honestly, you know, you can have a go at me, and quite frankly, please, you know, you know, you know, tweet in. I will be making the Twitter page soon, (laughs) but you know, they will still finish fourth. I think, and hear me out. Carrick will have one game in the Premier League and that'll be against Chelsea, which they're expected to lose anyway, on current form, of course. And anything they get from that game will be a bonus. So Carrick will get that game. He might not even get that, because you know they've got they're playing Villarreal tomorrow night. And if they lose that, then then they'll be fucking nearly out of the Champions League. You know, it, it's 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 fuck or walk <laughs> against Villarreal. And you know, they have to win that game, or at least not lose it. Because otherwise, they're they're not going to go through to the knockouts. So, you know, if that happens, then Carrick, they'll they'll be like, right, we need to get rid of Carrick as soon as possible. We you know we need a, a manager as soon as possible. So, yeah, they 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 might they might not even get one Premier League game. So, the search is on, and you know, there's a, there's Laurent Blanc is uh, coming up, which I really hope. They don't. You can look up his quotes, but he's a sexist, racist prick. So you can look, and you can look that up. But um, you know, if he comes in, then it will be very disappointing. Um, you know, they're talking about uh, Ralph Ragnick. Um, I've only seen it written. I apologise for pronouncing that incorrectly. Um, but yeah, like you know, he he's a he wants to come only on an interim basis, obviously, because that's what they're looking for. But he'll want a role after he's done, supposedly. That's that's the story. He'll want to become director of football when he's finished at the end of the season. So they won't go for that, probably. So what are you, what are you left with? They might stick with Carrick. They might stick with Darren. They might put Darren Fletcher in. Like, it's it's mind-boggling. Like, you know, the, 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 the lack of experience we are looking at is, is horrendous. And we've got most of the season to play as well. Let's not forget it is fucking November. We're 12 games into the Premier League. So we've got the majority of that to play, and we've still got all the cups. <laughs> you know? So it's it's crazy. Like the, you know, that that could potentially happen. We could literally have a manager managing for the first time ever for the majority of the season for Man United. It could get a lot worse than this. But as I say, I think they're still going to finish in the top four. And I'll tell you why. Because this will force them into something. They will get someone relatively experienced, in my opinion. They will be able to get someone in. Who will then be able to finish because let's face it, you know, all they've got to finish ahead of is West Ham, Tottenham, and Arsenal. Now the Tottenham are the ones who you'd worry about because they've got Conte. But Arsenal will fall away. West Ham as well, we've seen that they're going to fall away. Because yes, you can be amazing as West Ham, but you're West Ham still. I mean, they went and they, they went to Wolves and lost. You know what I mean? Wolves are playing well, though, they're ahead of United. So they they've got to finish ahead of Wolves as well now. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's going to be difficult for United, but I still think they can do it because of just purely because of how good their squad is. you know and obviously if you get someone in on, a, on an interim basis who's quite good or has a bit of nous, it, it, you know if I, if, they, if, they, if I was the guy, I'd say, okay, I'll come on one condition, you give me money to go and get a defensive midfielder, and so then I can fucking restructure the team in a way that will actually progress the ball. Because I don't want Fred. I don't want. I don't want to play fucking dumb and Dumber. So you know, and you know that they'll 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 be spending some money in January to make sure they get into the top four. So I I think that'll happen, and I think United will finish in the top four because you know even if they did get Lauren Blanc, who as I say really don't want that, then you know that'll be that he he he's he's relatively experienced and relatively good, you know, and they could get. You know this Ragnar guy who who is well liked and is well respected within the game. So yeah, it's 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 a shit show, though. You know, obviously, if there are if there is anyone who can contrive to get United to, to for United to finish outside the top four and not go through in the knockout stages, it's this board at Man United. It's this Man United team because they they are fucking ridiculous. So yeah, I think that it's it's been a it's been a bit of a shit show of a weekend, you know. The f- f- from the football, you know, it's been really bad. You know, United have been bad for a very long time and uh, really streaky. You know, and as I say, like I have complained about them, but I've wanted them to succeed. You know, there's been a will for them to succeed. You know, when I was a fan, of course, you know. But it's just it's just gone too far, and as I say. It was always going to happen this way because it, it was just as soon as the writing is on the wall, as soon as they start saying, oh, well, he's got one game saves job. Oh, you know, if he loses this game, he's out, blah, blah, blah. Then you're out. Basically, it's untenable. You can't turn it around unless you started winning every game. You know, it's because because there's so many more things that feed into it than just the manager, you know. If you're on a bad run like that, it's all about confidence, and your confidence is low. And I mean, look at fucking Harry Maguire; his confidence is shot, and also he's off fit as well. He's not fucking fit, so I don't know why he keeps getting in the team. But again, that's on Solskjaer. Like, I mean, we can we you know we have a go at the board, and yes, I have had a go at the board, but I'm not I'm not saying that Solskjaer, I'm not I'm not saying he's exempt because you know he is not a good coach. You know, he's not a top coach. He's not as good as Klopp or Guardiola or Conte or Tuchel or Pochettino. You know, those fellas are the best and he's nowhere near them. I mean, is he even better than fucking Dean Smith? You know what I mean? Is he even better than fucking Stephen Gerrard who's just come into the fucking league? I don't know. I'd quite. I'd honestly rather have Gerrard as a manager than Solskjaer, you know, looking at their last, last season or so. I mean, don't get me wrong, I would fucking I, in fact, you know what, I actually I would love Gerard to become United manager because that's the only way he, and it would be fucking brilliant if that was the first time he lifted the trophy as, as United manager. It'll never happen, of course, but you know, it would be fucking hilarious. But yeah, like the thing is, like if you look down the league, there's not a single manager who you'd say they have who is who is worse than Solskjaer, I would argue. I mean, you know, we could do that right now. But yeah, I mean, like, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, honestly, if any other manager now gets sacked now in the league, they wouldn't go for Solskjaer. And isn't that quite damning? You know, every Premier League club feels as though their manager currently is better than Oli, than at Solskjaer, I would say. And that is fucking shocking. You know, we've persisted you know, United have persisted with a with a fella for three years who would simply not be employed anywhere else in that league. Because of nostalgia, because of emotion, because of manipulation. Oh yeah, let's get the fans on side. Great. Fucking hire him. Right, yeah, sound. Like it's just a bit of a joke. And yeah like you know it's, yeah so frustrating more than anything you know just a bit sad as well like you know I, I his interview as well like I've never seen that you know obviously you know there's farewell videos and oh you know thanks for the memories and oh we'll always be welcome here you know in in their letter to uh, to the fans to let everyone know that marriage has been sad but you know united did 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 an interview first of its kind, a farewell interview. It's all about the engagement, though, isn't it? You know, all clicks. <laughs> Cynical, but true. And you know, obviously, seems like a, as I say, seems like a nice guy. Seems like a good man. You know, and yeah, he said, "Oh yeah, I, I wish him well, and uh, I'll be supporting him, and they're in good, they're in a good sort of position now, and Carrick will take him on. He won't, because they're not in that good a position. So, yeah." it's it's all just a bit of a shame that it got to this stage, and you know unfortunately a good well liked likable person like Ollie Gunnar Solshaw has been turned into a bit of a fucking joke, and it's not fair because he should never have been there and yeah, anyway, as I say that you know it's gonna be a bit shorter this week because i it feels like I'm gonna repeat myself, but uh yeah, so yeah, that's that. That's it, really. I mean, until Man United get rid of that board or what, or get someone in who actually wants to, you know, progress them and win trophies and uh, you know has a plan and wants to hire a director of football and has a proper structure in place, then they're gonna keep just bouncing from manager to manager, you know, completely different profiles, wants completely different players. So it completely just erases the work that was done. The worst thing. That would could happen is that they get someone in and he says, right, I don't fancy him, him or him, and I want him gone, you know, and so then they sell him and then they bring in other fellas who he wants and then all of a sudden the work that Solshard did in terms of clearing out, you know, dead fucking shit players, and also in terms of structuring the team, which by the way isn't structured very well, but you know, it it will be erased, like you know, they, they've they done it with more, like Moyes came in, didn't really change much, got sacked. Van Gaal came in, said, I don't like this guy, this guy, this guy. So they sold them and then he brought them in, brought in new players. And then Mourinho came in and went, I don't like any of the players that Van Gaal have signed, get them out. And so they did. And then he brought in fucking, you know, I want a well-established professionals who I can put in the team straight away. Matic came in, um, Lukaku came in Pogba came in and you know and uh and not fan and he fell out with all of them so so you know and then he was like right I'm off like or he got sacked and then Solskjaer came in and was like right I don't want Lukaku you know fucking hell, I don't I don't fancy Matic uh and that's it you know and and, and, and like and he was like yeah and no, we need to get rid of the shit who've been ha- hanging around for years Oh, you give Phil Jones a five-year contract? Oh, right, okay, whatever. Fuck. Like, it's just so fucking shit. Like, it's so bad. So, yeah, it's it's just a bit of a mess. Like, And, and, and as I say, if they keep just bouncing from one, one fella to the next, you know, completely different profiles, then, then they're just going to get nowhere because they're always going to erase the last person's sort of progress because they don't want to play in the same way. They don't like the same profile of player. That's why you need a director of football to go, no, 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 let's just chill. We want to go in this direction forever. So let's sign players who can play in that way and let's hire managers who like to play in that way. So then, and then we'll pick the successor as the manager lets us know when he wants to leave sort of thing. That's what's going to happen at City. Guardiola will say, turn around to the board and say, right, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to sign your contract. I'm going to leave in two years Let's work. Let's all work to make sure we hire a fella who wants to play in the same way as me and likes all the players because they play in the same in the way that I've played. That's what's going to happen at Liverpool. Klopp's going to go in two, three, four, ten years, whatever, whenever it is. He's still he's going to go one day. It happens. And they're going to turn around and go, right, well, let's let's. Identify a a fella who's like Klopp, or who likes to play like Klopp, or who has his own ideas built on the way Klopp plays, so that we don't have to completely revamp the squad every fucking three years. And sometimes it's not going to work out, but most of the time it will <laughs> because those players are used to playing in those systems, and you have, and you sign that profile of player. Because Liverpool aren't exactly going to go; they'll change with the times. They're not going to go right okay, Klopp's gone, let's just say he goes right, two years, right, Klopp's gone, okay, well, football, his football was progressive and pressing and wonderful, right, let's hire Van Hall, who does fuck all, who does none of that, you know, let's hire a defensive coach, Mourinho is available, of course he is, let's let's hire him. It's never going to happen, they're always going to hire someone who is in that mould, until, until, sh- until football as a whole shifts back to defensive football, which, you know, it could do one day, but They'll eventually, you know, everyone will sort of adapt. And it's much more impressive at Liverpool. It's much more impressive at City. It's much more impressive at these clubs. I mean, Chelsea are a little bit more of a like, you know, crazy. Like, you know. But at the end of the day, Abramovich, you know, he sort of works on more of a whim. But at the end of the day, you know, if Abramovich sacks you, as soon as he gets a new manager and he backs him and he and he goes, Right, I'm trusting you entirely. You know? And it works. So it works better than at United anyway. So yeah, it's 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 just a bit of a bit it's it's just a bit of a shame. Like at the end of the day, look, I mean like no one wanted this, of course, but the people who did only did because they want what's best for Man United. And quite frankly, Solskjaer was never the best for Man United. So Yeah, that's it. It's a shame, but it was always gonna happen, and unfortunately. It's happened too late. But hey, onwards and upwards. Let's move on. And uh, who knows? Maybe in five years they'll uh, finish second again. Who knows? Anyway, right, that is it from me. Oh, also Liverpool won. So that's it. Uh, I'm going to see you all next week. Um, After after United have lost to Chelsea. (laughs) Anyway, right, have a good week. Take it easy.